Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 29, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus, and right now we are studying the parable of the fig tree, or the barren fig tree. As we go back to this parable this morning, the title of today's message is Pearls from the Parables, Part 68. Do not waste the grace of God. Listen, there's a level of grace that's on your life. The grace of God is on you to prosper. The grace of God is on you to succeed. The grace of God is on you to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be for such a time as this. Do not waste the grace of God. Say this out loud before I even get started with the message. The grace of God towards me shall not be in vain. Say amen to that. Let's get ready for the word this morning. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. The, the grace of God towards you shall not be in vain. I had one thought when I was in the bed this morning. I was like, okay, this is a good thought. I'm going to build this case. Boom, boom, boom. And then while, while before I even came down out of my bedroom, I got the second point. And I was like, wow, that's a lot, God. You want me to try to do all of that in one day? And he was like, yeah, you got it. And so I have a lot to share with you. I hope that you're ready for the word. Before we get into the parable, Psalms 126 and verse four is a scripture we've been looking at all year. This is a season, we believe, of refreshing and restoring for us. So if you're new here, and uh, let's say that you have an area of your life that's dried up. Maybe you don't have the same passion, the same zeal that you used to have. This is a season for you to get that passion back for you to get that zeal back. This is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. If, if there's any area of your life that's dried up, this is a season for you to be drenched again in the Holy Spirit. Say amen to that. All right. Say no dry areas for me. Luke chapter 13, verses six through nine. This is the parable that we've been studying. Jesus said, a certain man had a fig tree, his fig tree planted in his vineyard. We know fig trees grow in orchards and grapes grow in vineyards, but he's the owner. He could do whatever he wants. He planted a fig tree in a vineyard. He expected it to produce. He came seeking fruit thereon and found none. So he said to the keeper of the vineyard, hey, for three years now, I've been coming looking for fruit. I don't find that. Cut it down. It's using up the ground. And the and the, the dresser said, hold on, hold on. Gee, that's Jesus in the parable. Hold on. Let me work on them. Let me, let me dig around them. Let me fertilize them. Give me some time. If after that is still, if it produces fruit after that, great. And if not, then you can cut it down. So what does this mean for you today? Say, I will not waste the grace of God. What does this mean for you today? I have two major points to share with you, but honestly, I have a lot to share with you. This is what God gave me a lot this morning. You ready? Let's go through it. Number one, God does not want you to waste his grace. So God extends to you his grace. I've done a lot of teaching on the grace of God. I've done it since 2012 to now. This is when I really started teaching grace was, was 2012. So for the last 11 years, the grace life, like this is it. Like I'm, I'm convinced this is how we're supposed to live. And I've done a lot of teaching on the grace of God. And I did a whole series on the fact that was called grace and truth, that John 1 and 17, the Bible says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. So under the Old Testament, the law was given by Moses on tablets of stone. So the law was given on tablets of stone, but under the New Testament, 
it wasn't given. Grace came in the form of a person and his name was Jesus. So the law, tablets of stone, focused on man working for God. And the purpose of the law to get, was to get man to the end of himself. So the spotlight was on man and it was man working for God. Under the New Testament, grace, we're under a dispensation of grace. Now it's not about man working for God. It's about what God has already done for us. Oh, so it's a whole nother thing. And so now we get to live the grace life. We are under a covenant of God's grace where God has already provided. Say, God has already provided. Put in the chat, say, it's already done. But now, under the covenant of grace, for God to fully operate in your life, he's looking for you to cooperate with him. God is not going to force you to be blessed. God is not going to force you to walk in his best. So if you don't cooperate, then God won't operate, and you will miss out on the grace of God. Say amen to that. All right, second point from this first point, this is B. God called you by grace and not by works. So this is where, I, if you listen to me, you're going to be delivered from performance-based religion. We actually looked yesterday. This is not in my notes for today, but in yesterday, we looked at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, where the Bible says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So it's not about my performance. It's about his grace. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, from the easy-to-read version, the apostle Paul said, guess what? It's by the grace of God that I am what I am. Put it in the chat. I am who I am. I am what I am by the grace of God. I live the grace life, right? He says, I worked harder than all of the other apostles. But then again, it wasn't even me. It was the grace of God in me and through me. So I worked harder than all of the other apostles, but it wasn't me working. It was the, it was the Father living in me. He gave me the words and he performed the work. See, the apostle Paul came to God in an amazing way. The Apostle Paul appreciated the grace of God because he was like, man, if anybody should appreciate God's grace, it's me. <laughs> he was like, I was on the wrong team. I persecuted the church of God. I was actually fighting against the cause of Christ. And now I'm on the, the, the Christ side and I'm on Jesus's team, right? And so now I'm over here. I'm a Jesus freak, but I was fighting against Jesus for many, many years. I spent many years on the wrong team. So Paul was like, I was working but I was working on the wrong team. I was sincere, but I was sincerely wrong. And so now that I'm on this team, I'm going to put the same level of effort. Now, now, when I was in the world, I was in the world. And, and, and those that knew me, a few of you knew me, Charlie Mike knew me before I got born again. When I was in the world, I was in the world and I was pretty good at being in the world. But not, now that I'm on God's team, I'm going to put the same level of effort, actually even more level of effort into doing the things of God. Paul said, you know what? I was in the When I was over there, I, I, I worked hard against the cause of Christ. Now that I'm over here, I'm going to work even harder. But it's not me. It's the grace of God in me, with me, and through me. I'm going to work harder than I've ever worked in my life. But then again, it's not me working. People say, Brother Pena, how you do all you do? It's not me working. It's the grace of God through me. Say amen to that. God's grace is on you. And then you get to decide what you do with the grace that he just, that he bestows upon your life. The Apostle Paul is my favorite Bible character for many reasons. But one of the reasons why is because he was so passionate, like he worked so hard. He knew that he was not worthy of the call, but he was called anyway. And he appreciated the grace of God. And he did not want the grace of God towards him to be in vain. Put in the chat, it will not be in vain. It, he understood that God's grace does not come by work. It's not performance-based. But while it doesn't come by work, it comes for work. So I'm supposed to be working. 
So when you embrace the grace of God, you get to work harder than you've ever worked, but you won't get frustrated. You won't get disillusioned. You won't get stressed out. Your body won't break down. Why? Because God empowers you to do what he called you to do from the foundations of the world. Okay, Brother Pena, what does that have to do with the fig tree? Let's go back to the fig tree. Luke chapter 13, verse 7 from this parable. This is what the Bible says. He said, the owner said to the dresser of the vineyard, look, man, I've been coming to this tree for three years. It hasn't produced anything. Cut it down. Then he asked this question. Why does it use up the ground? He said, the reason why I want you to cut it down is because this tree is using up the ground. The New International Version of that sentence says, cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? See, the owner of the tree in this parable is God himself, God the Father. And God the Father was upset because the tree was using up the soil. It was wasting the grace. The tree was planted in a vineyard where grapes were blooming everywhere. The fact that the grapes were blooming is an indication that the soil was fertile. There's, there's nothing wrong with the soil. There was plenty of sunlight. There was plenty of rain, sufficient rainwater to be able to water the ground. So the conditions were there. God had done his part. God provided the sunlight. God provided the water. And God provided fertile soil. And then this doggone tree was sucking up all the nutrients, sucking up all the water, taking everything from the fertile soil, bathing in sunlight, and then not producing anything. And that's how some people are. They take, 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 God, I need you to help me. Take, take with something. Oh God, please, 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 please. If you do it for me this time, come on, God, if you do it, come on. If you come through for me, you know, they're taking, they're taking, they're taking, and they're not producing. Side note, I was led to go down this side note this morning, but I'm going to connect this tree to the Dead Sea. The reason why the Dead Sea is called the Dead Sea is because nothing can live in it. The reason why nothing can live in it is because of the salinity of the water. There's so much salt in the water that fish can't live in it. There's so much salt in the water that even aquatic plants can't live in it. Why? Because it has all of these inputs and no output. It's taking in, taking in, taking in, taking in, taking in, and nothing is coming out. There's taking in, taking in, taking in, taking in, and nothing is coming out. And when you take in and take in and take in and nothing comes out, that's not healthy. And that water, that body of water is dead. Nothing can live in it because it just takes in and nothing comes out. Let's go back to the fig tree. The owner of the fig tree is upset. Because he says, this joker's taking in, taking in, taking in. He's taking in sunlight. He's taking in water. He's taking in nutrients. He's using up the soil and he's not producing anything. And I came looking and I didn't see anything. Year one, I didn't say nothing. Year two, I came looking. I didn't see anything. Year two, I didn't say nothing. But now it's year three. I've been looking and not, no, no. Hey, Mr. Dresser, cut it down. Why? Because listen, there comes a time where I'm going to expect you to do something with the life that I gave you. There's going to come a moment where, where I don't want you to just be a taker and a taker and a taker and a taker and you're not a giver. Listen, your life is supposed to produce fruit and God is looking for you to produce fruit just like God did with this tree. The conditions for your success have been set. Put that in the chat. The conditions for my success are already set. 
God has given you the fertile soil. God has given you the sunlight. God has given you the rainwater. Whatever that is in your life, God has set you up for success. Don't tell me that he didn't. He did. God has given you the grace to do what God has called you to do. He set up, he has divine appointments for you. He set up people around you. He will release people to you at just the right time. God will open doors for you that no man can close. God will close doors for you that no man can open. God can move on the hearts of people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. But if you refuse, if you're just taking in, taking in, taking in, taking in, and you refuse to produce fruit, you're going to have a bigger problem on your hand. You may not realize it, like the tree in the parable, but God has been checking on you. See, that tree didn't know. That tree, one day it was like, cut it down. And the tree's like, why are you going to cut me down? Why are you going to do me like that? Listen, I've been coming for three years and you're not producing anything. Let's Look at me for a minute. God is coming. God is checking on you. You may not realize it, but God checks in on you. God is looking. He wants to know, what are you doing with the life that I gave you? And if you are one of those people that just goes to church every Sunday, gets a word, gets, oh, glory. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That was a good word. Goes to Bible study every Wednesday night. Oh, that word was so good. You watch today's word and you watch this, this Dominican dude on, on the screen and you're like, man, that's a good word. And you're sucking in all this word and you're taking in all this word and, and you're, you're using God's resources and you're praying whenever you need something and God comes through for you and you're taking and you're taking and you're taking and you're taking, but you're not producing. Let me tell you something. God is looking, God is checking. And one day, his patience is going to run out. One day, you're going to be called to give an account. What have you done with what I gave you? God is going to want to know, why is it that my grace towards you in this moment is in vain? If you're not careful, you're going to waste the one life that you get, the one chance that you get in life. <laughs> Eminem said you only get one shot. So listen, you only get one shot at this thing. And what you don't want to do is waste the one shot that you have at life because you're taking, taking, oh God, please, please do this for me. If you do it for me, I'm going to do this. And God does it. And then you don't do it. Oh God, I know, I know, I know this is the last time, but please, 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 please. And God does it and you don't do it. And God is giving you and giving you and giving you and giving you. And, and you may not realize it, but God is checking in on you. And there will come a day where God is going to want to see what I need to see the progress that, that I need to see fruit. I need to see you doing something. The grace of God towards my grace towards you should not be in vain. He says to the dresser, why is it sucking up the ground, man? This thing is sucking up everything that I'm giving it and it's not producing anything. Now, the good news is that you watch today's word and everything I just said, that doesn't apply to you, right? The good news is you're one of those people that's going to produce. Put, say, I'm a producer. Say, say yeah, yeah. But the good news for you is that you're like, I'm producing fruit. No, Brother Pena, I got you. I got you. I'm committed to producing fruit. I'm one of those people. I'm not going to take in and take in and take in and take in and not do nothing with it. I'm one of those people that's going to be in a, I'm going to appropriate the grace of God. The grace of God towards me shall not be in vain. My life is, it, listen, the grace of God is going to produce change in me and fruit from me say amen to that. Say that's me. Put that in the chat. Say that's me. Say my life produces fruit every day. Say amen to that. You got it? All right. Number two, that, sh that could have been enough for the message right there, but God gave me two things and I was like, Lord, you sure? <clears throat> you want me to go to the second point? He said, yes. Okay. So here's the second point. God really wants you to get this point and then I'm going to release you into the weekend. Number two, God wants you to make the most of the connection that you have to him as, as your source. Say this, say, God is my source. <laughs> Put in the chat, God 
is my source. So let me break down this point. Let me try to slow down so you get this point. God created everything to reproduce after its own kind. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, easy to read version, the Bible says, then God said, let the earth grow grass, plants that make grain, and fruit trees. Let the fruit trees make fruit with seeds in it. The reason why it has seeds in it is so that it can reproduce after its own kind. Each plant will make its own kind of seed, and then it's going to reproduce after its own kind, and let these plants grow on the earth. And it happened. Verse 12, the earth grew grass. Out of the earth came grass and plants that made grain, and it grew trees that made fruit with seeds in it. And every plant made its own kind of seeds, and it reproduced after its own kind. And God saw that it was good. So God made the earth and he put inside of the earth everything that it needed to reproduce. And then out of the earth came plants and every plant had seed in it. And, and the plants with seed in it, they reproduce after their own kind. It's the same thing with animals, right? A, 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 a lion can't give birth to an elephant because a lion doesn't have an elephant in it. Every animal has seed in it. And it reproduces after its own kind, right? Everything reproduces after its own kind. I'm building my case. I'm going somewhere. Genesis chapter one, verses 20 through 22. Easy to read version. Then God said, let the water be filled with a lot of stuff. Many things in the water. Let the air be filled with birds. So God created large sea animals and many things that live in the sea and every kind of bird that lives in the air. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed the living things in the sea and told them to have many babies so that they could fill the sea. And then God blessed the birds in the air and told them to have many babies so that they could fill the air. So God filled the earth with plants that thrive when they're connected to the earth. Everything comes out of the soil and everything that comes out of the soil has to stay connected to the soil in order to thrive, right? In the water, God created stuff in the water and because he created it in the water, then those things thrive, but they have to be connected to the water. If you pull the plant and disconnect it from the soil, it's going to die. If you pull the animal out of the water, it's going to die because it was created to thrive in the water. The, the birds thrive in the air. Now, if you pull a bird out of the air, it's not going to die, but it's not going to thrive because it was created to be in the air. You got it? I believe you get the point. Everything is thriving in its own environment. So when God wanted to create trees and grass and herb yielding seed, he spoke to the ground and everything came out of the earth, right? When God wanted to, to create those animals in the water, he spoke to the water and boom, all of that came out of the water. When he wanted to speak, uh, uh, create birds, he spoke to the air and it came out of the air. When God wanted to create you and me, he spoke to himself. In Genesis chapter one, verses 26 through 28, God said, let us God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the, 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 the birds in the air, over the cattle, and over everything that creeps upon the face of the earth. So God created man, male and female man, in his own image. After the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And then he told them, you be fruitful, you be multiplied. Why? Because there's seed inside of you, and you're supposed to reproduce after your own kind. 
Brother Pena, where are you going with this? Let me explain. When it came time for God to make man, he didn't speak. He spoke to the earth for things connected to the earth. He spoke to the water for things connected to the water. When he came time to make man, he spoke to himself because we're connected to God. Just like if you, if you take a plant and disconnect it from the earth, it dies because the earth is the source. When you take uh, something that's living in the water, take it out of the water, it dies because the water is the source. When you take us and you disconnect us from God, we die because God is our source. So, so my point is going back to the tree, the, the owner of the fig tree was upset because he's like, this thing is connected to the source. This thing is connected to the soil and is sucking up from the soil and is not producing anything. And let me tell you something, you and I, as I close, you are connected to God. You, God is your source. You've been going to church Sunday after Sunday. You've been going to Bible study Wednesday night after Wednesday night. You've been watching today's word in the morning. God is your source. You are connected to the source. And God wants to know, what are you doing with this connection? God, God wants to know, don't be connected to me and keep calling on me and keep worshiping me and then not doing anything with the source. I'm giving you grace. I've given you empowerment. I've given you all of these things. What are you doing with the life that I gave you? What I don't want you to do is suck up things from the source and not do anything. God, put this in the chat. God is my source. And if God is my source, then I need to do something with this connection. Because if I don't, then the, the owner in the parable says, cut it down. It's sucking up the stuff. So as I close, I want you to consider your ways this morning. Are you taking in from God, but not pushing out? Are you taking, are you one of those people that are sucking in, sucking and just trying to take from God? God, what's in it for me? but you're not seeking to be a blessing. You're not seeking to produce fruit. You're not seeking to change the world. You're not seeking to leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. Your life is all about you and what you can get from God. God, my name is Jimmy, gimme, gimme, gimme. No, your life, when you really develop the heart of God, God is a giver. You will get to the point where you're like, you know, I'm already blessed. And you spend the rest of your life being a blessing to other people. That's when you know you have the heart of God. When you get up every morning and you just want to bless somebody else. When you get up every morning and your life is not about you anymore. You're so blessed that you're good. You just want to be a blessing to somebody else. You know why? God is your source. And you know that God's grace towards you is not in vain. You got it? Oh, this was a good message. This is a message. I'm going to release you into the weekend with that. And this is a message you might need to listen to again. Lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I acknowledge your grace on my life and your grace on me shall not be in vain. I commit to cooperating with you so that I can fulfill my purpose. Like the Apostle Paul, I declare that I will work diligently acknowledging your grace on my life. I choose to make the most of the grace that you bestowed upon me. I will not just be a taker. I will also produce fruit. I also understand that you check in on my progress from time to time. So I'm committed to fruitfulness. I will not waste the one life that you gave me. I am created in your image and after your likeness, living with this mindset I know, greater is coming for me. 
I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, my notes, you get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I knew this morning, I was like, God, this is a lot. You want me to do all of this in one day? He said, yes, I got through it. I hope you enjoyed it. This is a message you might need to listen to again, but make sure you share it though. Two things, share this message right now and then go into the chat. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I love you. God loves you more. If you're not a partner with our ministry, go to ripministries.org. Check it out. If you want to be a partner, you, all the donations that you make in the United States are tax deductible. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.